Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. Perfect. Uh, all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, so grateful that you've decided to take time out of your day, your week, uh, to listen to the podcast, whether you listen to it when it kind of drops uh, on the Tuesday that it drops or uh, months or years later. I just appreciate that you would take time out of your life to listen to to conversations that I get to have. Uh, And today I feel, uh, you know, very privileged, uh, very fortunate to be able to have uh, Nate Tolliver on the podcast. He is a a media person, film extraordinaire, superhero in the making, uh, at least to me, Uh, but just a great, an all-around great guy, a guy of great faith uh, and great work that he's doing. And we're going to dive into what that work is here today on the podcast. Uh, But without further ado, Nate, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks. It's great to be here. Hey, let's go. Uh, But yeah, can you give the people a brief uh, picture, maybe better than me, uh, more realistic than me, uh, as to who you are (laughs) and, and, you know, kind of what it is that they need to know about you before we dive in? Yeah, well, you mentioned superhero. I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, I am uh, uh, first and foremost a disciple of Christ. I live my life for Christ and absolutely love it. Um, And um, uh, for my job, I work, I run uh, Kidogo, uh, which is a production company. We have a YouTube channel. We also have uh, videos we send out to individual churches that subscribe for our content so that they can show it on Sunday morning services. Uh, and though, and we also do a lot of work with nonprofits like Hope Worldwide, especially the family. Um, sometimes mission societies hire us out, so we just do kind of a ton of stuff. Um, the vast majority of it is faith based or uh, for nonprofits. And uh, I love, love, love uh, the visual medium, whether it's telling a story, teaching a new concept, sharing good news. I just have always loved videos since I was ten or maybe even earlier. And so, man, I'm living the dream. I got to I got to create content for something I believe in, uh the church and God and the kingdom, and I get to encourage people and be creative all at the same time. So, come on, dude. That is awesome. Uh well, yeah, that's a great great way to kind of uh give us a picture of who you are and uh, I love I love that because it kind of starts people with like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I wonder where this is going to go. And, and then we get to kind of start with your story. You know, how did, how did you uh, end up coming to faith in Jesus, making the decision to follow him, becoming a disciple? Uh, because uh, I will put this in the background and maybe you'll share a little bit more about this. But, but you are a preacher's kid uh, and not only just a preacher's mm-hmm. kid in one place, but, you know, a missionary's kid. So you've also moved around a bit. So I'm sure uh, that kind of, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, adds a different lens to your, to your childhood. Uh, so maybe take us back, man. Start us in your early years. What do you remember life being like for Nate uh, back when you, were, when you were a young boy? Wow. Well, I was actually uh, in SA, South mm-hmm. Africa, uh, as a kid, which you still are in South Africa, right? You haven't moved. You're there. Still. I'm still, yeah, I'm still local, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, grew up going to church. Um, man, I learned so much at church. I, um, you know, just growing up in such a diverse community in South Africa was Really, I, I didn't understand what was going on outside the church walls. I didn't understand the, the uh, man, the bitterness, the hate, the all the stuff that people were working through. Because mm-hmm. uh, I came to I came to church, and there was people of all shapes and sizes, colors, backgrounds, you know, that you get in South Africa. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is just the way it is. Sure. Um, and man, so being raised in the church was such a tremendous blessing. Um, man, it wasn't until I moved back to, or not back for me, actually, when I moved to America, met someone from South Africa and they said something just really ugly and racist. I was like, oh man, I bet that's the South Africa a lot of people experience in the world, but I really got to experience the church, which, uh, you know, is not perfect for sure, but, uh, wow, what's, what a blessing to see that, you know, we all love each other no matter what, Mm. uh, and so growing up in the church in South Africa was awesome. Lots of, you know, made lifetime friends. Moved to Texas when I was 13 with my mm-hmm. family. Uh, my parents started leading the church in San Antonio and was a part of the teen ministry. Very uh, religious, 
uh, was not a rebel in the slightest. I was a everything by the books. You know, loved it when people said, "Oh, you're not a disciple yet." I thought you were a disciple. I was like, "Yeah, I bet you did," because I'm <laughs> I'm more <laughs> I'm like I'm more of a disciple than the disciples. Like I know it's sure. it's so prideful, so bad. But that's that's who I was uh, as a kid and uh, um, as a teen, and um, you know, and also looking back now, uh, something I didn't understand in the moment was wrestling with a lot of mental health issues, mm. um, which a lot of times I actually took for pride. It turns out it was actually uh, something that has been diagnosed since. Um, okay. It's like wow, okay, so that wasn't just a spiritual issue I was wrestling with; that was also mental health. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, so uh, kept going to church, went to college, uh, university, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, you know, in the U.S., that's synonymous. Uh, but uh, went to university and studied film. It's, I had always loved film growing up. I would ask people to, you know, jump off of the porch so that I could put it in rewind so it looked like they were jumping onto the porch. And sure. in high school, I made the video announcements for my class and... I uh, just thought, well, you know, I've always loved video. I guess I might as well study film. Mm. It was a not a well thought out plan, but <laughs> by God's grace, it worked. I only applied to one university. God got in. I didn't have a backup plan. Sure. Terrible, you know, but, you know, I got in and I got into the film school and learned a lot. And um, okay, so I actually skipped. Okay, so so my conversion, right? So I uh, so basically I was very religious, very scared to commit. Though I, I knew that once I was in, you're in. You know, yeah. I knew that it wasn't like, oh yeah, like you know, go to church on Easter and you know whatever, and or or even show up to church every Sunday. I knew that this was my life. I was completely there was no back door. Once I was in, I knew it was a commitment, and that scared me a lot. Yeah. And uh, it was an experience actually with a, a Hope Youth Corps that really changed changed a lot for me it was uh it was learning that love is a decision mm. uh i was part of a mentor mentoring program and i was mentoring these kids um and i just realized well you know i decided to love these kids before i even knew them sure. why can't i just do that with god i don't have to wait for some crazy emotional oh i get everything now or oh i just you know what i'm just going to decide I'm going to seek God with all my heart and I know I'll find him and I'm just making that decision. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't very emotional and I did. So I sought God with all my heart and as the scriptures promised, I found him and became a disciple in November of t- 2009. Um, so coming up on 12 years ago and man, it's been a roller coaster since then. <laughs> sure. uh, it has been a roller coaster. There's been some mountaintops and there have been some deep and long valleys yeah. uh and uh man those were some tough times but god has turned those what felt like curses he's used them as blessings mm-hmm. uh both to me and people around me by bringing me through hard times as a as a christian hard times in my faith yeah. um struggling with uh all kinds of mental health issues and um struggling later on actually later than most people but struggling with pornography Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, just, a and, um, so yeah, I had some rough times as a Christian, but man, it's, I'm, I'm no longer in a dark valley at this point in my life. You know, anything could happen at any time, but I am enjoying, enjoying being out of, out of the valley right now. It's, it's a good time. Hey, man. Come on, man. That, that's a, that's a great, a great picture. Uh, I mean, just kind of putting us on the scene, you know, broad strokes yeah. as to kind of how life went. Um, and it's, it's so funny. I remember... One of the big things I remember about your house as a kid was you guys had an epic pantry. Uh, and I, re- I don't know if you remember this, but I remember like me and my brother would come over to your guys' house and what we knew would happen was there was an epic pantry and we were allowed to kind of go in sometimes just raid yeah. the pantry. Um, That's right. It, it's so funny to hear you say that your experience of South Africa was just kind of the church and the awesomeness of the church and how great stuff was in the church. Um, because obviously there was definitely stuff going on around you, but evidently the yeah. the thing, the determining factor of your experience was much more the church than necessarily your school or whatever uh, else, yes. uh, other sectors you would have been in. Um, 
but but I'm yeah I'm interested to hear kind of you said there that you know you, you went then to Texas and you were in the teen ministry there and uh, you know kind of you know resting with your pride which which we can talk more about because I think man pride is such a, a deep topic but then you said mm-hmm. um, it wasn't just pride it was actually mental health which was later diagnosed that's correct so kind of what what was diagnosed and 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 how did it kind of play out in in your why did it sure. look like pride kind of thing yeah sure so I have a. a mental health issues that uh, lead to a lot of uh, obsessive compulsive tendencies. It comes with, it kind of comes with a package of some of the, uh, some of the stuff that I wrestle with. Um, And uh, it's not your typical obsessive compulsive where you have to like touch the doorknob three times, but it's like, it's, it's very similar. It's an inability to like move on. I know that sounds like, well, we all have thoughts where we can't move on. It's like, yeah, but this is like, uh, like take maybe what you if you're not you know mentally ill and multiply it by a hundred sure you know it's the kind of thing where you think huh i wonder if that person's gonna slip and fall and then for three weeks you can't sleep because you're guilty because you're like i want that person to die and oh my gosh what's wrong with it? it's that kind of obsessiveness um that you know really kind of disrupts your life and uh kind of is incapacitating even sometimes you're so racked with guilt and so what I realize now looking back is that I thought I had these deep, deep character issues uh, where I would think, man, I, I don't see I don't see that I'm a sinful person. Sure. And like where I don't I can't, you know, I don't have sin in my life. And of course I had sin in my life, but I was so like, oh my gosh, I don't think I have sin and that's so prideful and I would pray on the roof for of my apartment uh, complex for hours at night just begging God to show me my sin and I look back now and I go okay that wasn't just pride like if I could go back in time and talk to younger Nate I'll go dude go see a therapist <laughs> sure you need you you need like this is not like you're you're struggling with something that's a little bit beyond uh just you know amen God helped me to find him and work through it uh but I needed help on the spiritual front I also needed help on the mental front. Yeah. Uh, and so I didn't understand that at the time, though. So, of course, I just attributed all of it to pride. Yeah. Uh, when I realized looking back now, yeah, there was some there was some stuff. There was some stuff going on there, um, you know, because I have I have bipolar type one, okay. which is a very misunderstood uh, um, diagnosis. It's not just sort of manic depressive, which is what most people think of. It's it's much more complex and varied than that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And with that comes a ton of just really unhealthy, uh, incapacitating obsessiveness. And so when I look back, I go, ah, okay, that's what was going on there, you know? So that's kind of what I was talking about. Wow. Okay. Well, well, firstly, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I know that, you know, that's, that's, it's real. Uh, And, you know, I think I'm, uh, trying more and more to become an advocate of people seeing someone. So even as you're sharing your story, it's like, man, if younger Nate had gone to just see someone, so much could have been different, oh, man. right? The- well, I mean, present day Nate sees someone and it is it is so helpful. My goodness. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he knows what my beliefs are. Uh, I don't, you know, um, I'm he he's not Jesus. I don't think that whatever he says is true. But man, I mean, it's just... You know, because I have a, you know, I have a diagnosed mental illness. And yeah. so seeing a therapist for me, oh my gosh, I just so, so beneficial for me mm-hmm. learning coping mechanisms. I'm, I'm a better husband because of it. I'm a better disciple because of it. Yeah. Obviously, I read my Bible and pray every day. Um, mm-hmm. That's my main source of strength. But man, I mean, I, I, I have found tremendous benefits, especially for me from, from seeing a, a good therapist. I mean, there's there's bad therapists out there. Don't get not 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 all therapists are created equal, but uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. So. Yeah, and and I think that's the the scary thing. You know, uh, even as I recommend that there's people in my life, I'm like, hey, you should see someone. It's always scary because yeah. you're like, man, I wish I could go and kind of like have like a Google search and make sure that I check the person that they're gonna go see because you know it's like it's scary because you like you say they they're not all created equal, and I've heard no. some horror stories, especially oh, yeah. for people of faith. Like you go in and you're a person of faith and then now this person like 
completely rocks the boat, which is a conversation for another day. Um, but oh, it's man. interesting to just hear I've had that, terrible like, advice from previous mental health professionals so I, that I don't see anymore. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, 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 I understand, yeah. Sorry, I know we're kind of going a little bit off tangent here, but but I feel like yeah. this is this is good. Do you, like, what are, if you can share, what are some of the bad, like, pieces of advice you've gotten from therapists? And then maybe, like, for people who are like, but I don't want to go to a bad therapist. Is there anything that you can look yeah. for that can help you to kind of determine very quickly how good or bad a per- person is a th- as a oh, therapist absolutely. or as a human being? Yeah, Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you my experience. Uh, I, I had somebody once tell me that, you know, I'm a Christian and that pornography was a healthy outlet uh, because you're not married. And that is just flat out wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, my goodness, she's not only out of touch with my faith, she's out of touch with like, current science and research on pornography. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how professionals can still be pro-pornography. I just don't get it with all the stuff that's come out. Yeah. Um, so that was terrible, terrible advice. And I sure. obviously completely disregarded it and I don't see her anymore. Um, but man, I, I think that the thing that people have to realize with therapists that I wish I had known early on is that you can, you can stop seeing a therapist if you don't like him or her. It's mm-hmm. like, nope, nope. Like you're, you're interviewing that person as much as they're helping you. You need to let them know right up front. This is what I believe. This is, I'm a Christian. I, the Bible is my standard. And if they're a good therapist, they really need to respect that, um, ethically. And so, um, if I, and so, and I need to let them know, this is my priorities. This is, I won't, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is what I want help on. Um, and quite honestly, I, I just want to see if we're going to be a good fit. You could just be straight up with them. I mean, you know, honestly, I'll tell you, I'm a little nervous that uh, um, this is my first time seeing a therapist, whatever. Um, I just want to see if we're going to be a good fit. And if you're not a good fit, go find another therapist. There's no, there's this, your therapist is not Jesus. Their their words are not inspired. It's just, you know, you you got to find somebody that you feel like you connect with. If you, you know, that you feel like whatever your fears or insecurities are, just, you know, if they don't, if you have a bad feeling about a therapist, stop seeing that therapist and go find someone better. And yeah. that can be a difficult process. That can be a difficult process, but it's worth it. I've had, a, mm-hmm. I've had the same therapist now for three years and he's phenomenal. I just yeah. feel like, you know, he understands my, my uh, mental illness so well and is able to give me tremendous advice to help me cope with life with mental health issues. Yeah. Come on. Well, I hope I hope someone out there is listening. I hope they're willing to record, you know, not record, yeah. but rewind back and like, hey, let me hear that again. Because I think it's important, right, that that the mental health yeah. issues, we, I mean, we're coming out of, some of us are coming out of COVID here in South Africa. It feels like we're going backwards. But but the world is oh. such a, in such a hard place uh, with everything. Yeah. And I think uh, the world was already fractured. Society was already broken. But COVID kind of exposed that in a much faster way than I think we were already for. And so I was chatting mm-hmm. to someone just about the individual trauma that people are going through, the collective trauma that we're going through. And then what that does to each individual is so radically different. So I think, you know, people... Um, uh, should go see someone, especially if you feel like you have question marks around some of how you, your mind is working. But I love that you said mm. that, you know, they're not Jesus. You can break up, you can move on, you can yeah. find another one. Uh, as hard as that may be, it, it's awesome, you know, to hear you kind of uh, say that. Uh, but then something else yeah. that you said in your story, which I thought was super powerful, you said that love was a choice. And it was, it, yes. it was in that time of serving and mentoring these young kids that you realized, man, love, love is a choice and you can choose to love God first which i love i love that concept like you you can choose to love god first and seek him with all your heart and then you will find him um so so kind of you know talk to me about that how did one you know what was it about these kids that kind of brought that out in you Uh, but then what what did you do to then say man i'm seeking god now with all of my heart so that i can find him Mm -hmm. yeah so i went to this hope youth corps and it was teamed up with americorps four or five weeks long and I was in this setting where I was just serving, 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 serving. And that really softened my heart, mm-hmm. just sort of living like Jesus every day. And it's like, okay, you guys are going to be getting mentors. Nate, tomorrow, your two mentors, are, uh, your, your two mentees are going to be these two kids. And I remember right that I'd never met them. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to love these kids with 100% of my heart. I'm going to, I wow. just, I'm going to do it. And I did. I, I, every time I caught myself kind of like, I'm not really given everything, I would immediately, okay, come on, here we go. 
you know, what can we do? What can we, uh, what can we do? Like, let's, I don't try to be giving, giving, giving. And over the course of those few days, man, I just fell in love with those kids. And, uh, and I just learned, wow, I chose to love them. And this is what happened. It was really amazing. And, uh, you know, I really connected with them. I stayed in contact with them after Hope Youth Corps. Uh, we found ways to be in the same city and hang out. And, um, and, uh, and I just thought, man, what am I waiting for with God? I just, it's just time for a decision. It's not, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, love, there are emotions involved that follow. You know, I, I've got, a, I'm married. I love my wife and that was a decision. And if I don't feel like loving her today, if, or, or whatever, it's just like tough luck. Like you know, I chose to love her and she's wonderful and has never made a mistake in our entire marriage. I'm the only <laughs> one that ever makes mistakes. But if she were to hypothetically do something that made it difficult to love her, it, it's a choice. It's not, you know, you don't, it's the same with God. It's just, you, you choose, you go and the emotions follow. Yeah. So. Sure. I think, yeah, I think that's so good. Firstly, I'll just put that out there that if your wife ever listens to this podcast, he did say it. You're perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you yeah, heard so it here. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We all heard it. Um, but I, I do like that idea because I think um, so many, especially young people, especially those growing up within the church, are waiting for a aha moment. They're waiting for this. Yeah. My eyes were peeled back and all of a sudden I saw yeah. a vision of the Lord, you know, kind of moment, uh-huh. which would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'd love sure. that for everyone. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, actually, it's totally OK that you made a decision Early up, early yeah. on, up front, and you said, "Man, I'm just gonna choose to love God, right? Like that. Yeah. That's actually a decision that I'm gonna make, and I'm gonna seek Him, um, because I think you know the, the the journey with God, and you've already mentioned it that it's got huge ups and downs, right? Like the, yes. this actually isn't a emotion driven woohoo, I feel great all the time no. kind of thing, even no. though." What social media portrays, what TikTok portrays sometimes, a lot of these, even some of the, you know, some preachers can portray it as if it's just up and to the right all the time. The truth is, yeah. it's, it's not. Like, there are some really dark, no. dark times. Um, so I, I love that decision, that, that idea of just make the decision to love God and, and, and the rest will kind of come come with that. Like, it will come right yes. as a result of that. Um, but so you, you mentioned there that that kind of happened uh, for you and, and, you know, you've been kind of with walking with God in a, in a fellowship of Jesus uh, for almost 12 years now. Uh, and if you look over yes. the 12 years, what's kind of your major lesson or major lessons? What are things that you feel like, man, I wish I could go back and tell young Nate this other than you've already mentioned kind of see someone, go see someone <laughs> about your mental health. Uh, but what else? What, uh, else? what else have you learned in the journey? Man, I uh, when I got when I first got baptized, I was like, look out, church, the, you, you got a new tool in your tool belt and he's sharp sure. and put me in leadership right now. I was like, yeah. I, just, I just thought I was the bee's knees, the cat's pajamas. I was like, I'm it, you know? Sure. And if I could go back, I'd be like, Nate, yeah, you need to chill out, bro. <laughs> like, you have a <laughs> lot to learn. You do not Man, and I was in a I was in a ministry that needed leaders, and so I was put in leadership. Yeah. And I think I would have just I just thought I was so great, and I just I had the total wrong, totally wrong perspective of because uh, I wasn't I, I was so superficial and prideful, and <laughs> I wasn't as great as I thought I was, and I think mm-hmm. I just didn't have the. Um, I was such a Pharisee and uh, I think I would just say like, Nate, just learn, just listen, listen, read your Bible, pray, sit at wise people's feet. You don't, you don't have to be in leadership right now. You probably shouldn't be in leadership right now. Uh, (laughs) Just learn, listen. I I just think that's something that I just didn't, I was so, so self-righteous, you know, I was man, I was just a self-righteous guy. It wasn't all bad. I'm, I'm not saying I was like, you know, just this terrible guy, but man, I was, I really thought I was awesome and sure. not, not helpful. So Amen. yeah, no, that's cool. I, again, it's, it's cool to kind of hear lessons as people look back, everyone kind of picks different things up of themselves. Um, and my hope yeah. is always for, especially for young people, 
which is the target audience of the podcast, that we continually are learning from the mistakes of those who've gone before us, right? Like That's where right. I'm at, I haven't, I haven't followed Jesus for 12 years. And so, you know, for, for me to listen to someone who's saying, man, when I look back, like just sit at wise people's feet, listen. I'm like, man, I'm taking notes. I, I want to be that guy, you know, so, so that I don't end up, you know, having the stories. Because uh, the truth is I've already, you know, made a lot of the same mistakes that you're mentioning of kind yeah, of pursuing, yeah, yeah. you know, role and title, what have you. So, so I appreciate you sharing that. Um, but you were you were at college or in in college or at university, of course, depending yeah. on where people are listening to this from. That that sentence is yeah. different. But but you went to study film, and you said yeah. you've you've loved film, or you pretty much all your life. You said since like the age of ten. Yeah. What yeah. is it about the medium that kind of drew you in? Man, I don't know. God, that's a good question. I do not. I just. I remember my mom. So uh, obviously we had no smartphones. I mean, there were flip phones that took pictures, which I thought was amazing. And I would love to, I always loved to hold people, oh, your flip phone takes pictures. And I would just like, you know, uh, hold it around. And my mom got a digital camera, which are pretty much like extinct now. I don't know if anybody really needs a, like like one of those little, you know, not a, not like a DSLR, but a, just yes, kind of a yeah. simple little point and click camera. Uh, and I saw you could make videos on it because my parents' video camera, like one of those big old video, you know, you put the high eight tape and you close it and yeah. you hit the record button. I couldn't figure it out and I always wanted to. And I found out my mom's new digital camera, you could film videos and I just, I don't know what happened. Something clicked in my brain and I was like, I am going to make, I, I have to just mess around with this. And I was always, always asking my friends to do stuff. I would watch TV shows like Smallville. I was really into Smallville back in the day. It's like yeah. Superman is a teenager. And I was like, I want to make it look like my mm -hmm. friends are running at super speed. And how can I, wow, I see what they did on that show. I want to try to do that myself. And, you know, and I just, I don't know. Wow. I just fell in love with doing things. And I loved, you know, getting reactions out of people that were watching it. Like, wow, that's mm -hmm. so cool. How'd you do that? I love that, you know? And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know what it is about the medium. I just, I connect with it. I just love visual, uh, you know, media, whether it's, uh, videos, like I said, videos, film, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it yeah. is. I just love it. That is so cool. And dude, I mean, I think most people do love it. Right. But there's obviously yeah. some people like me, like I, I can watch, I mean, we have, Pali and I have the hardest time finding a movie on Netflix. Because yeah. either it's it's not not worth watching as a Christian, like there's just too much junk yeah. in there, uh -huh. or I've seen it. <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah, or yeah. it's like on the bottom spectrum where it's like, this is terrible. This is like low budget. We can yeah. tell this is not <laughs> worth watching. But yeah. literally, it's like, you know, Netflix will be like, we've come out with 10 new movies. And like within three or yeah. four days, uh, and people who know what I do, uh, you know, people who know me in the ministry should, shouldn't probably hear this. But but I've watched them. Like, I, I go through yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's like, you know, so I, I think I love film, but I, there's no way I'm yeah. studying it, right? So there's obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. for you a, a definite level up uh, of love for the, <laughs> for the medium, of, of enjoyment of the yeah. medium. Um, but I think what, what interests me about your journey is, I mean, school is school. You studied great. But, but what did you do after school? Because I think that's an interesting place for, especially someone who's like, man, I'm actually a follower of Jesus now to start is kind of to be able to film, not like at home videos, but to actually be on TV filming stuff. So if you can kind of tell people what you did. Yeah, I guess I did film a little bit. I know I, I didn't film. I was, uh, so yeah, so my kind of blind no planning pursuit of film started to become problematic when I was approaching my last year in university. Uh, okay. Because like, hey, I'm about to hit the real world. I do have student debt, but it didn't feel like it because I was living normally. I just, you know, I don't know if any, uh, here in the US, student debt is a huge deal. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm still paying off that student debt. But, uh, you know, and, and uh, I got this program that my University of Texas had where you live in LA for a semester and you get taught by producers and directors and people there and you get internships and and so I went to LA and I interned on the Ellen show which is a talk show and for a production company and I just was like okay it just kind of gave me the courage I needed that I was like I can 
I can do this. Like I can, I'm just going to go for it. And so I moved out to LA, got a job with one of my teachers who was a producer on a sci-fi channel show. And he said, Hey, do you want to be an assistant? And I was like, yeah, I would love that. And so I had been looking for jobs and he offered me the job. And so I took it, I moved out to LA and, uh, I didn't want, it was in post-production. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a director, uh, not in post-production, but I kind of felt like this is a safe route. And so I was like, I just don't want to like take too many risks here. So I'm just going to play it safe and just kind of lie to myself that the top of this ladder is going to get me where I want to go. But sure. no, everybody was telling me, my coworkers, people that were high, much higher above me, much farther along in their career, they kept telling me, Look, if you want to direct, you just got to go direct something. You're not on that ladder. But I was like, yeah. oh, but what about this? And what about that? And, uh, and you know, there were times where I had to really, you know, stand up for my faith in those periods where sure. I was asked to read a script. And it was like, whoa, like, this is, I can't, this is too sexual or whatever. And I, yeah. and so I'd have to come back to, I'm sorry, I can't read the script. And, and it was very confusing for people. And it honestly... I'm out of that world now. I don't know. That just sounds so tiring to do that for my entire career. Honestly, mm. I, I, you know, did it for a while. Uh, that's when I had my mental breakdown. Was during my, the first kind of six months of my career. Totally lost it. Lost my yeah. job. Had to move back in with my folks. I couldn't even support myself. I couldn't work. Uh, just like total breakdown. Um, but that is kind of. But I, I did get experience. Um, working out there in LA, um, and that so that's kind of what happened, I guess, after after university. Yeah, come on, man, that's cool. I feel like even if someone is not from the US, like LA, we know what LA is about. Like we know that, yeah, that yeah. That's, Hollywood, man. That's where the it Hollywood happens, bro. Was, I would, I, I, I could see the Hollywood sign from from where I worked, you know. So that, that's all yeah. we needed to know. Then, then we that's, that's like your stamp you need, of man. approval. <laughs> literally literally that's like all right now we know he's the real deal yeah Um, i'm the real deal that's right that's that's very cool yeah so i i i appreciate that journey because obviously it leads you to kind of what you do now and and we'll talk about kind of kidogo and the resourcing of churches and just the awesome work that the the platform does but even just beyond just the kidogo youtube channel like you said the production company but i do want to talk about this kind of dark side of film and the dark side of media because the truth is uh, you know, for young people, uh, that's a real battle. Uh, that that, yeah. that there is pornography out there, and it yes. seems to be pervasive almost on any platform that you go on. Uh, as much mm-hmm. as you know, Mark Zuckerberg and the crew say no, we don't allow this on our platform. It just seems to be available so yeah. quickly, uh, and it's tripping up so many young people. And I say young people because it's not a man or it doesn't choose guy or girl, man. Like this thing is right. it's hurting young people in general. Uh, and I know okay. you've shared openly on the Kidogo channel about your struggles, so. Yeah. I wanted to kind of ask you, like, how did, you know, how did that come up for you? Where, where did that start? And, and how, how have you kind of fought up against that and kind of gotten through through that struggle? Yeah, well, I think like most people that have struggled with pornography, whether you want to call it, you know, enslavement to sin, obsession, addiction. Um, I think that uh, um, I, I believe I was addicted to pornography. Um, I think like most people, it started because of trauma and seeking relief, seeking, uh, you know, um, from the negativity, from the difficulties. Uh, it's, it, it was a, um, it felt like, uh, it felt, it would feel comforting for the few seconds that you're in it, you know, obviously there's the major hangover you get, uh, afterwards, uh, just like any other drug, I guess you could say, like like an alcohol or something. But um, yeah. I went – so I mentioned that mental health breakdown I had. So it was during that time where I was majorly depressed uh, where I started to feel like, man, you know, I had never really – I had, when I was a kid, my dad had caught me, you know, looking at stuff on the computer and I had stopped and it had been like 10 years. I had just – for some reason, that door just just shut in my brain and I was like, okay, no, off limits. But here I am suffering in deep depression, can't work, and it just started to be really attractive. I was like, man, that just, you know, just get a little bit of that hit, like get a little bit of that, you know, that good feeling that, you know, which I know, you know, obviously now, it's that chemical release in your brain, just all the all the reward chemicals. 
Mm-hmm. I just wanted that, and and it just grew and grew, and it escalated. It it didn't start with pornography. It started with just kind of sensual pictures, and just you know, it, it snowballed, and um, yeah. and and obviously just you know that one two punch of porn and masturbation just really just just does a number on you, and I and so um, very quickly just came to I was obsessed, and for years it just it was a source of. It was like a toxic relationship, you know? It's like the girlfriend, you're like, dude, you, you need to break up with this guy. He's abusing you, and she can't, you know, because she feels that comfort of the relationship. But everybody else is like, he's hurting you. You need to get out of there. It's sort of like yeah. that with porn, I guess. I don't know. It's like, you know, yeah, it's it's something. It maybe brings a little bit of, you know, positive chemicals for a bit. But, man, you're just – it wreaked havoc on my life. I hurt people around me. Um, cause I had all these boundaries up on my, my stuff. So one time I used my roommate's laptop, really betrayed his trust, really hurt mm-hmm. him. And I, it was, I was really low. I was, I was really, um, I would find very, I won't say creative cause that word kind of has a positive ring, maybe like sneaky ways of, of finding, uh, finding ways to get around my boundaries that I had set up and, uh, crafty maybe is a better word I became very crafty just trying to get that fix that hit you know always hoping kind of that I was going to get over this and get better and setting up boundaries and going to purity groups or freedom groups or Mm -hmm. signing up for courses or whatever and just kind of uh, felt trapped really and uh, uh, so that's my journey I definitely have thoughts also on uh, technology uh, you know but I, I, I don't know if we're going there now or or if you want Go to ahead. Okay. Go ahead, yeah, because yeah. I feel like it's just unlike any generation before, no one has ever had access to this. And I mean, people maybe yeah. talk about, oh, well, there's, you know, there's paintings on pottery in like, you know, ancient Greece. And it's like, okay, we're talking about that compared to, you know, the hardcore pornography. It's not it's not apples and apples, and it's it's unprecedented the level of access that we have you know i'm a millennial but i so for me it was in my early 20s that i got this i mean man the generate i guess what is it, gen z underneath us like uh yeah. man they're growing up with it and it used to be if you wanted to i mean this is even way before my time if you wanted to watch a shady video you had to go to the store you had to show up you had to pay the guy now you walk around with a whole city in your pocket so you can go to that shady alleyway and get the stuff from the privacy of your room, I mean, like, it's just the anonymity, sort of the three A's of anonymity, affordability, and accessibility are all there, you know, yeah. and, uh, and it's just, un- it's, it's never before has this kind of threat, you know, I guess you could call it, been there. And so I succumbed very, very quickly to that pressure when I was in misery. And uh, so, yeah, I think the technology is, but it's, it's not evil i don't think technology is evil at all obviously yeah. i run a youtube channel but uh yeah. i do think that the potential for sin the potential for becoming enslaved addicted to this stuff is is higher than in ever in human history i mean so yeah yeah dude i, I appreciate i appreciate how uh, honestly you shared um uh, because i think even the word the fact that you were like you know crafty or sneaky like that you know having been in the ministry for a while and having worked with different people and um, been exposed to this in my own life and other people's lives it's like those words are ring so true of, of what happens yeah. to someone when they are addicted and so i appreciate that you didn't just like gloss over it oh yeah i had that problem back in the day but like like you really went in there um because i, I think as scary as it is like shedding light on this stuff is honestly what often helps people is like someone could hear this yeah. story and, and i'm going to link in the show notes especially to the video that you've done on kidogo's website on yeah. kidogo's youtube channel about getting over this stuff because i think um whether whether someone is of the christian faith and there are people who listen to this who aren't of the christian faith like it's still pervasive and a problem like it's still the yeah, dark absolutely. side it's still not it's still not great for anyone no. uh, but like you said like technology isn't inherently evil right like there's actually great yeah. advances that technology is helping us to have i think about yeah. this podcast that someone could listen to this in a year's yeah. time that we're recording today 
uh, you know, via a technological platform because you're in San Antonio, Texas, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in Cape Town, South Africa, and somehow we can still see each other live action. So it's not inherently yeah. evil. Um, and so I, I like to think of you got you and the, the, the YouTube channel as kind of fighting against the darkness with good, mm-hmm. wholesome, quality content with Kidogo. So in, in 30 yeah. seconds, the elevator pitch of what is Kidogo, what do you guys do, and how do you help the world? Uh, Kidogo, we're all about unifying the church and equipping people with uh, sound doctrine and teaching on relevant issues that people want to know the answers to, that maybe they feel like they don't know how do you get the answer to this question. We want to help you out. Uh, And we also really, really believe in providing uh, tools and we're really big on unity. We really want people to know that there's a lot of great stuff happening uh, in the church all around the world and we want people Mm -hmm. to be able to see that. Yeah, and yeah, so those are kind of our two focuses right there. Sure, that's so cool. That it, I mean, I I watch. I, I'm subscribed on the on the YouTube channel now that I have a YouTube subscription thing, um, and so <laughs> I know the content is really helpful to me, even in the churches that I've been able to work in. When we get Kidogo videos and able to watch them together as a congregation, it does. It really encourages us that man, this stuff is happening out there in the world. Like, yeah, it gives us hope. It gives us encouragement, and so I I really appreciate that contrast even in your own story that, you know, there, there was this dark side of, of your, you know, your life with film and, and the medium, but there's also this incredibly positive and light side, you know, uh, with, with the medium. And so when you, when you yeah. kind of think about the, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was going to say like, when you think about those two things in kind of contrast and, and you think about young people out there that are living with this, like you said, a city on their, on their, in their pocket, like, what are some what are some good things that you think technology is there for uh, that maybe you feel like people aren't tapping into or need to tap into more? Uh, and then what are some things that you feel like, yo, just be aware of this and like put up these sorts of boundaries just to help uh, help yourself not get stuck into the same kind of place that I've been before? Yeah, man, I think the technology is so powerful that you have to like handle it with care. There mm-hmm. are positives and there are negatives, but just because there's positives doesn't mean like free for all. I don't know. It's, there's definitely like, man, uh, we actually just teamed up with covenant eyes, which you might've heard of. It's a filtering and accountability software. Um, and actually, so we're, we're now affiliates with them and, and we, uh, uh, and it's that kind of thing that I think people need to know. It's like, there's a certain sense of like, so Proverbs, uh, uh, is it Proverbs four? Uh, it's about the, the man that the, the, the foolish guy that walks down the street towards the, towards her home you know her and she's mm-hmm. the adulterous woman or whatever and he's wandering down there and uh and then she comes out and it's like dude what were you doing on that street like why were yeah. you wandering down that why are you near her house and i think in the same way with our technology it's like you know you may be at a place where it's like hey why do you have instagram like if 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 you're you know if that's leading you down a bad path like three times a week or every night or once a week, whatever. Why are you walking down that path? Like brother, sister, let's, let's, let's like figure this out because there's an enormous amount of responsibility that we have now that, you know, if you have a smartphone or a laptop, you know, and I think setting up boundaries, like having accountability filtering software or, or, or having boundaries where, you know, I don't browse after 10 PM and that's Mm -hmm. a, that's a boundary, you know, or, you know, it's always great to get other people involved, which is why I love accountability software. It's sort yeah. of like somebody's walking through the city with you now. You're, you're not just sort of dipping out alone. You've got, hey, I'm going to see your browsing history tomorrow, and it's hopefully somebody you trust. Yeah. But uh, I think that – but I also think boundaries, they don't solve the problem. They just give you time. And sure. so you've got to – you know, if you're going to use – if you're going to use technology – effectively you've just you've got you know you just got to have a good heart you've got to really submit to god and be in your word be in be in the bible and prayer daily i mean it's it's really basics it's just layups here but i mean it's technology is this really powerful tool you have it just you know is your relationship with god in a point where you can handle it and and hopefully it is it's definitely needs to be and i think that uh technology like we've established is amoral uh, and so, you know, and so I just think it's really up to us to make sure that our hearts are in a good place when we're using technology. Sure. Yeah. And I think I things that. like YouTube, 
yeah, and I think things like YouTube really provide amazing things. I mean, you can watch Francis Chan sermons, you can watch Bible Project videos, you can mm-hmm. you can watch our videos, Kidogo. We have some great videos. But then yeah. you can also go, like you said, to the dark side, and it's like, man, it's not bad. It's just how are, how are we using it? Yeah. No, I love that. I, I think that the saying that comes to mind is from, I think it's from Spider-Man, right? With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. And we have yes. this, this incredible amount of power that there is. It's just an incredible amount of responsibility. Um, it is. But 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 maybe uh, as we kind of wind down, like talk talk to me about you know uh, not just for the person saying okay now I'm gonna have boundaries all this sort of stuff because I think that's important. Um, but what yes. do you think young people, with, especially within a church space, can do to use technology to leverage technology towards you know helping to reach their friends, helping to reach their peers, helping right. to reach other people uh, with the gospel, the good news of Jesus, with discipleship tools, whatever the case may mm. be. Uh, in the spaces that we're in, because I think, you know, just you just being safe doesn't necessarily help us save and change the world, right? Like there's there's got to be a, a, some right. part of it that technologically we're on the offense. So you know, yeah. What do you Absolutely. think some young people can do to help in that mm. sense? Yeah, I think that uh, man. I think our like you said, being on the offense is great. Um, you know, but I, I do think it comes down to. I think that's very linked with. How are you doing individually with God? And I think mm. I'm able to run a YouTube channel. And I'm not saying, I'm not, there are way better, stronger disciples out there. Absolutely. You know, but man, I've really, the last three years, God has really helped me. You know, it's been almost almost three years now since I watched porn. And wow. and so, uh, praise God, he, he mm. really gave me a lot of tools and I really decided to pursue that. And um. And I think that when we have spiritual authority, you know, impurity robs us of spiritual authority like nothing yeah. else. I mean, when, when, you know, if you just watched porn last night, it's going to be really hard to be effective because you just feel so down. You feel so yeah. uh, defeated. It, it just, I feel like sexual impurity for me just robbed me of so much spiritual authority. And so I think mm-hmm. being on the offense really does. A lot of it is, so I mean, I will. I can mention some practicals, but I do think a huge part of it is how are you doing with God, and you, then your mm-hmm. offense is going to be killer. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be money, and so, uh, and so I think that you know, uh, it was really hard for me to to come out with a, that first purity video where I talked about how I was, you know, addicted to porn. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm really airing out my dirty laundry here. But um, for the whole world to see, but mm-hmm. but then I think I really was able to. Okay, you know what? It shows my weakness, but it shows that God has worked in me yeah. and it glorifies God. And this is an opportunity to, uh, when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, okay, you know what? I I feel like this is my area that I can go on the on the offense, you know, mm-hmm. and and maybe maybe someone listening has an area that's on their heart. They're like, man, this is where I can go on the offense. Like you said, this is where I can promote truth, where I can promote um, Jesus in a certain way. Um, And not everybody's going to run a YouTube channel, but I mean, it could just be as simple as, yeah, I mean, if somebody has a passion for media, then... um, I, I definitely think that there's, there's, you know, I think it's got it. I think I'm a big believer that make it excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, Christian media should be excellent. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, whether you're on whatever platform, um, being excellent is a, is a great way to really honor God that like yeah. when people find out you're a Christian, because maybe you're not producing Christian content, but I do think at some point owning, I am a Christian and, mm-hmm. uh, and wow, like, you know, this person is a, you know, they make, you know, handmade dolls. I don't know. And they have an Instagram yeah. page and they're, you know, they're a big deal, but, um, somehow being able to use that to glorify God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling now, but th- th- those are just some thoughts. Yeah. No, it, it is. I, I think, you know, like you said, like people, y- your personal relationship has to, has to be 
align like you say you can't do it any other way right you can't try to be hypocritical yeah. and like say i know this stuff is good so you better listen to me kind of thing uh, but like no, you say yeah. as well is like whatever space it is whether it's instagram youtube and if you have something then to just you don't have to like be a you know, you don't have to be a minister like me, right? You don't have to be in the church no. space, working for the church. You, you can just post things uh, that resonate with your spiritual side as well, not just the aesthetically pleasing life that you may live or the really cool yeah. brunch, you know, date that you had with friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that I think that's super, super, super helpful. Um, and, and to honor your time and, you know, to, to make sure that we honor the listeners' time as well, uh, Nate, I'm going to say, man, thank you so much uh, for for jumping on the podcast, for being willing. I mean, I literally texted you. You were like, yeah, sure, let's do it. You know, <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> ask me a lot of questions and, and stuff, but you just were like, man, I'm happy to chat. I'm happy to be open and honest. And I appreciate your, your honesty, your candor uh, with your own journey uh, and even what you're doing with Kidogo. So uh, if you if you don't mind, I, I often, I, this is what how I end the podcast most, most episodes is I ask people to kind of, uh, for final words in, in helping young people thrive in, in life as well as in their faith. Uh, but, but maybe part of that is, if you can also let people know, man, where can they follow some of the content that you're producing? Uh, yeah, what, yeah. What, is, what are some of the spaces they can find you in? Uh, I would really appreciate that. Yeah, man, I'd say final words. I'd say just stay close to God. Stay as close as you possibly can to God because he's got a plan to use you that's way bigger than something you could come up with. So if you just mm-hmm. stay super close to God, make him the center of your universe and then go on media, then you, man, I just, that's a, that's a killer combo. Um, yeah. that may not sound practical, but that is very practical in my opinion. Stay, yeah. stay very, very close to God. And, and like Nehemiah, let God put something on your heart and run with that dream, uh, Amen. with in synergy with God. Uh, yeah. that's what I would say. Um, and man, if you want to find our stuff, uh, we have a YouTube channel, Kidogo, K-E-Y-D-O-G-O. Um, we do a lot of uh, good news, uh, but our main, our, our main content is kind of teaching videos. We just released a Purity One today. I don't know when today will be when this podcast is released, but we just released our brand new Purity video, which I'm really excited about. Spent a lot of time on that one, and uh, we've got... Really cool stuff coming up, Messianic Prophecies, uh, and uh, we've also got good news from Eastern Europe coming up. So we've got all kinds of really cool videos that we're trying to make as fast as we can for uh, anyone who's interested. So follow us on uh, YouTube, subscribe, you know, we'd, we'd, lo- we'd love to uh, show our content to as many people as possible. Come on. Hey Amen, brother. Well, thank you so much, dude. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Remo. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith Podcast. Please like, review, and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.